What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here sitting with you across from my co-host. Anea Bogue. Anea, are you having a hot flash? <laughs> are you thank literally? You, thank you for outing me, Joe. Yes, I am. You'll get used to it after a while because all of a sudden you'll see this like dew, you know, all over my my forehead and my nose. It's not my favorite. Okay. I don't mean to, I'm not making a joke. Mm -hmm. This isn't a bit. Mm -hmm. I really mean this. We have talked about this, Anea, over and over. I am going through the whole menopause thing. Not me personally, but Karen. Yeah. My wife. Mm -hmm. You're going through it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of people that listen to our show are either about to, mm -hmm. are in it, or already have been through it, mm -hmm. or are super young, and they're like, wow, want to know about that? Can we please do a show dedicated to menopause? Yeah, Yes. And I think it would actually be really fun to bring Dr. Suzanne in for that if she's available. And um, it's interesting because we're t today we're going to talk about like the entry into the whole puberty party and, and yeah, the hot flash, at least for us um, ladies, uh, is, is the tail end of that, is the like, and now you're on the other side of it. Wow. Not my favorite. Yeah. And a couple of times while we've been doing this show since you and I got together, there'd be moments where you would say that. And what I love about you so much is that you do let me call you out at, on, on every aspect of your life. <laughs> hey, for everyone listening, I'm going to get the tuna noodle casserole recipe up there. Oh, yes. One of the biggest responses we have ever got was from you know last week. <laughs> People, I literally woke up this morning. I checked our email. and was like, please post the tuna noodle casserole uh, recipe. Yes. We are ready to eat it. It is amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, also, I uh, want to let everyone know that the books that people won for those reviews, mm -hmm. thank you so much for writing those reviews. We are shipping those books out. I just had Anea sign them all. Uh, Anea, do you mind if I give away another round of books? I do not mind. Am I giving away all your books? No. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, because every time you come here, I have you sign like another five. I know. I know. No, no, no. It's all good. I'm happy. I want the information out there. I want it to help help parents. So. Okay. Uh, first five people to go to iTunes right now. Write a review on the show. Say something nice. Um, um, everyone always loves Anea, but lately I've been getting comments. <laughs> like, like I got a comment the other day that was like, Joe, I can't hear you on the podcast. And I so much wanted to text the person back or email them back. You're listening to it in mono, like they're not listening to it in stereo, oh. <laughs> and they're only hearing you, which I'm sure <laughs> I just gave away a secret to all of our listeners. They're like, hey, so if I listen to the show in, uh, in mono, I don't have to hear Joe? Okay, switching it over. <laughs> Here we go. It's like a Beatles record, a Ramones record. I'm only going to hear Johnny or Dee Dee, whatever choice I want. All right, with all of that said, let's dive into the show. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm excited about it because, uh, like you said... Uh, a lot of a lot of the women listening to the show, mm -hmm. uh, this is kind of your entry level into what you were just talking about right now. We got an email from a listener, yeah, and I loved what she wrote, yeah, uh, and basically talking about um, how her daughter is starting puberty, yeah. and she's just like, "What is going on here? Yeah. What is what happening happened to my child?" I'm gonna throw it over to yeah, you. Yeah, sure, sure. Before okay. I throw it over to you, though, yeah. if you want to email us, radparenting at gmail.com. You can always send us an email, any thoughts and ideas. But in this case, this is actually a question to Anea. Take it away. Anea yeah, Bogue. and just FYI on the email tip, I am I'm diligently trying to catch up on months of emails. Some of you just heard from me in the last week, but I, I'm working on them. So if you haven't heard from me yet, you will. Okay, so here it is. This is from um, a, a person named Alex, and uh, here is the email, um, or at least a portion of it. I'm having many emotional charged, emotionally charged feelings regarding my daughter's entry into puberty. She seems extremely defiant and seems to enjoy it. She gets angry and frustrated very often at seemingly small things and has very intense reaction. 
reactions. She often reacts to anger at her siblings by hitting them and having other physical contacts, such as pinching and kicking. She sometimes also does it without reason and enjoys the provocation. She has massive mood swings at least once daily and tantrums and will state that they are so intense that she wants to kill herself. If I ignore, um, if I try to ignore her in a neutral way, telling her that I'm there but uh, can't engage in conversation until she's calm, she'll stand in front of my face and do things to provoke me further, such as touching me or breathing in my face. Um, Wait, so she goes, the, the, this parent goes on I don't on mean to laugh. There. The only yeah. thing is I love the last, first of all, not laughing about the getting so wrapped up in the moment saying she's going to kill yeah. herself. Because yeah, that right sure. now, I'll tell you, anybody that's a parent, yeah. anybody in general, you hear that, that is one of the worst things as a parent you will ever hear. But I will tell mm-hmm. you this, when you do hear it, 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 it does happen. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's, and we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. The only thing I will say though is that she says she stands in front of her, yes. provoking her with poking yes. or breathing. Are yes. these my kids that this woman's I, writing this- about? <laughs> Joe's like, been there. Breathing. I Still love it. Still kind of there. Breathing, yes. So um, so I'm going to just sort of like, you know, cut to the bottom after that. So it's just sort of more examples, which I really appreciate. The detail is, is always helpful to me. And then she goes on. So my question is, how do I deal with this difficult stage while keeping our relationship intact when I feel immense anger and hate toward her? I know that I'm the adult here, but she's pushing all of my buttons. And I feel like checking myself into a psych unit sometimes because I'm so aggravated. This happens almost on a daily basis. Also, how do I differentiate between what normal preteen behavior behavior is and what might signify a possible mental illness such as depression or bipolar. Okay. There you go, Anea. That is a a big email with a lot of charged questions, a lot of uh, emotions in Mm -hmm. that email. Uh, I I know exactly where that mom is coming from. Uh, When my daughter began puberty, we didn't get to the exact... um, extent of all of those, mm-hmm. but I'll share this with everybody. That is how you and I actually met mm-hmm. because that yep. was, gosh, almost six years ago. Mm-hmm. And we were like, wow, we need what some is happening? Out- exactly. Yes. We need some outside yep. eyes on this situation. Yeah. And, and also you guys were dealing with some of these really intense reactions and it big, can be unsettling and scary. Yes. Okay. So so I wanted to 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 do a show on this because it's, I mean, this is the heart of of, of my work in terms of uh, whether I'm working one-on-one with a with a girl and her parent or we're doing it in workshops and camps. I mean, part of the reason I wrote the book, all of this is even my own experience as an adolescent girl. Like, what is happening to me? This is so scary and nobody's explaining this. What's wrong with me? So the first thing I want to say just to sort of open this up is, number one, I want to remind everyone that going through the process of adolescence. So this this transformation or this journey from childhood to adulthood, something every single one of us go through, um, but it's extremely intense on a number of levels. And as difficult as we feel or we anticipate it's going to be for us, please try to remember that it is infinitely more challenging for this young human who is like, what is happening to me? And, and so I, I totally... Um, relate to and and understand. I want to validate Alex's, you know, I don't like her and I'm feeling intense anger and hatred. These are all natural because, you know, as parents, we're still human. And, and, and these, you know, kids that we've given our heart and soul to, and not to mention every penny and then some is suddenly acting like a schmuck. And we're just like, what is happening here? And then we have the added layers of 
of real fear. Like, is there something wrong with my child? Could this be something more extreme like mental illness? And Joseph has his hand up. Just, you're just touching on an area that that was the reason why we, why when we went through it, it was our first time ever going through those type of emotions yeah. being expressed by our daughter. Mm-hmm. And, and I just want to share that it is so scary. And this also applies to boys. I really, I know, Ana, you feel yeah. the same way because you work with boys and girls. Mm-hmm. But when you're young, this young bundle of joy that's just wanted to, you know, hug and 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 play trains and go to the park and all that, all of a sudden they hit adolescence. And one thing I wanted to ask you, Ana, mm-hmm. and this is something I've heard, but I don't know. I don't. Have, I don't. I've just read it. I've I've heard yeah. people talking about it. Is is um, is this whole thing with kids and girls going through these stages Mm -hmm. starting earlier than it did when you and I were growing up? Yes. Yes. So we do, there is, so, so for example, the age of uh, menarche, which is the first, first period, um, has, has, is coming earlier and earlier. So where once upon a time, the average would have been say between the ages of 12 and 14. Now we're seeing girls starting their first period or first moon, as it's sometimes called as early as eight or nine. Um, what is what is a fact is even before we actually see physical uh, manifestations of the the puberty process, meaning like the presence of these hormones, the presence of the hormones that begin the puberty party actually start to be um, present in girls from the time they're seven or eight. So I hear from parents all the time, like, wait a minute, whoa, it's like something's going on. Like what's with the mean girl behavior? What's with the drama? What's with the big reactions, the emotional roller coaster? We thought we had at least another three or four years and and you need to know that hormones are so potent and the minute their presence is felt the minute they they are they are present in a child's body and with girls it happens a little earlier a couple of years earlier than it does for boys you are going to start to see changes in their behavior it is essential and this is why we started you know when we first started real girl we were we were working with girls that were you know I think 10 at the youngest, 10, 11, 12. And we dropped it, we dropped it back. And we've started working with girls as young as eight because we were hearing these stories. And the the key piece, and I'm gonna talk about this in more detail, obviously, but is that it is essential that uh, kids understand and girls especially because it tends to be a little bit more intense and there's, uh, you know, some of the physical manifestations are more intense. Um, that they understand what's going on with their body and that it's perfectly normal so that there's not additional anxiety created, which is behind a lot of these big reactions. Hey, before we go to break, I do have to ask you this, and mm-hmm. then I want you to go into all of the key reasons and 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 have have that conversation. Mm-hmm. But I, I just gotta know, like, and, and I, I know that we don't have maybe the the person with the like perfect uh, facts behind it and everything, but like why why is Puberty starting so much earlier. So the main the first thing that goes to my mind. Yeah, is it, I've read that it's the food and it, yeah. it's everything that's going on. Yeah. with everything that everybody's eating. Is, so, the, is that- so the fact is, yes, of course. That we, you know, there's a um, the 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 thing I've heard most frequently is that the hormones that we are putting in our meat when you know getting chickens to you know get to that place where we can they can be uh, um, processed for you know grocery Making everything stores, bigger and better. 
Exactly. So those those hormones are in the food okay. that we are then eating. And so there are some theories, and I, I honestly don't know for sure how extensive the studies have been, but I've heard it enough now. And it does make common, it's common sense to me on some level that these are actually propelling um, the bodies of young, of, of children into puberty more quickly. I think another question for Dr. Suzanne when we have her come in, because she's got to, she's going to have to know that. Yeah. I mean, that's her whole, that's yeah. her whole game right there. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Rad Parenting. When we come back, uh, more conversation with the puberty party with Anea Bogue and Joe Sib. Don't know why I said my name because Anea is totally handling this conversation. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> we are back. Anea, mm-hmm. puberty party. Yeah. Continue the conversation. I like, to call, I like to call it the puberty party, especially, you know, because we have to lighten it up a little bit. And I think, like anything, you know, if we, anytime that we feel afraid, as humans, we tend to white knuckle whatever we're doing. And it, it, we, we run a, a different kind of energy. We run a lot of anxiety and it, it's usually debilitating. It usually makes us less capable of dealing with life and whatever's in front of us um, than we would be if we were not feeling fear. And usually it's, you know, closely, it's, it's close cousin anxiety. So <laughs> that's really what I want to get at here is that it is important and the and the quickest way to to support and to diffuse some of these big feelings within our children as they move through through puberty is to make sure that they understand what is going on. And one of the things that I do with young people is I'll say like you know everybody gets all uptight when we talk about puberty. So first of all, the younger honestly like to talk to an 8 or 9 year old about the the changes that are coming around the corner in their body is so much easier and they are so much recept- more receptive because they tend to be like really curious and excited that somebody's talking to them about like, you know, what's going to happen as they get a little bigger and older. So you're saying having the conversation before they're actually in the okay, moment. Okay, 100%. And we have research to to that that strongly supports that this idea that we see girls, I'll specifically talk about girls, um, that they deal better with the start of menstruation and with the relationship with their body, that being a core part of it if you're female, um, if they are informed about what's going to be going on with their body before they start. That makes sense It though. really does. It really does. And if you talk to, you know, our, if I, you know, my mother, I know the story of, you know, when, when she had her first period and, and it goes back from there and it's just like, it is terrifying when your body starts doing things that you weren't expecting and you don't have, you know, a, a, a foundation to be like, oh, my body's doing what it's supposed to do. So when when I talk to uh, you know girls and boys as young as eight or nine, I start with saying, so before we get into this whole talk about puberty, which tends to make everybody squirm, let's talk about what happens the first year of our lives. So if you went over to somebody's house who just had a brand new baby, you know, days old, weeks old, what would that baby do? And they'll they'll generally know. They'll say, oh, you know, probably like eats and sleeps and poops pretty much. Yeah, that's about all it does. And then what if you went back back at six months, what would it be doing? Oh, maybe it's sitting up, you know, by eight months, it's probably starting to crawl. And then at a year you go back and you see that baby and it's walking. Well, when all of those things are happening, are you like, what is wrong with that kid? Like, <laughs> oh my God, that's so gross. Like, why aren't they just laying there anymore? Why are they trying to sit up? Why are they putting stuff in their mouth? All of those things are signs that that 
baby's health and development is right on track. And yet when it comes to puberty, which is another big you know, time in our life where our body is giving us signals like, you're on track, your body's doing exactly what it's supposed to do, we freak out and we start to like, I don't want this to be happening to me. You know, we're, we're, what is happening to me? I'm feeling anxiety because I don't know what to do with all these big feelings. And we are really failing our children if we are, and we're setting them up for intense anxiety and fear and some of the behaviors that we see described in this email. Email, um, because they're afraid and unsure about what the heck is going on with their Man, body. Man, it makes so much sense what you're saying right there. And and for for parent that for a parent who's went through it, I will say that I think if we would have had those conversations with Chessa, and maybe Karen was, I just know I wasn't mm -hmm. uh, educated on what to say yeah. and how to have that conversation with her to be like, hey, look, you're getting older. These changes are going to happen when they do. I don't want you freaking out. It's right. you know, I'm sure Karen was having those conversations mm -hmm. with her, but wow, right now, if I could go back in time and mm -hmm. hear exactly what you're saying, I would have totally... Uh, changed my perspective and made that a priority to start getting into the mix of the conversation in the salad bowl of conversation, yeah. if you will, throwing that ingredient in right around, you're saying maybe six, seven, eight, right well, around there maybe? Like from the earlier? beginning, I know I would say that for sure in terms of actual puberty, for sure by eight. Okay. Um, and... And, and it doesn't have to be like, that doesn't mean a full blown conversation about, and you know, one day, you know, you will have intercourse if you want to have it. That's not what can we're I, talking can about. Can I pinch your saying that I love? Yeah. Age appropriate conversation. Yeah. And, and age appropriate conversation based on like, let them guide you. Yeah. Their questions will guide you. And just side note, we could talk about this more. Um, I got talked into taking my nine-year-old to see um, Blockers, the new movie that's out. Whoa. Yeah. Folks, the questions that I got from that movie. Oh my gosh. It's, I mean, it's a good thing that in our home, I mean, we speak quite openly about these things because I mean, yeah, I know a lot of parents just probably wouldn't even take their kids, but okay. So let's- Yeah, right so, now, a little credibility lost right there. Really? People, yeah. No, it was the, so the, good. The, just so the advertisement for the advertisement for the movie that you're uh -huh. talking about, because you're not really saying the, the title of the movie. Yeah. It's called Blockers, Yeah, but they have a picture- of a, of a big of a, rooster. Of a rooster. And and the, and the um the nickname for a rooster is a cock. Is cock. Yeah. So the name of the movie is really cock blockers. Yeah. So here's Is the that thing. Judd Apatow? Well, interesting. I'm his amazed. wife, right? It's his wife. Yeah. yeah, Leslie's in it. And it's it's really interesting. And this is this is applicable. Let's bring this in here. It was so interesting because the film made a lot of statements. First of all, the three primary girl characters were all like empowered and 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 one of the parents who was not directly involved in being a blocker, um, one of the moms was like, uh-uh, I'm not on board with this. Like, if these were your sons, you would not be chasing after them on prom night. You need to trust these girls that they are capable of being in formed and in charge of their sexual debut or whatever engagement they're going to have as seniors in high school, like back off. And I thought it was a really refreshing um, approach to this whole subject of, you know, budding sexuality. So on that note, I think it's important that we say that it's not simply about, okay, I need to have the talk earlier. It's that whenever you speak about this topic, keeping in mind that what our primary goal is, is to make sure our kids are informed so that they are less afraid and anxious about about what is going on in their body because that is exacerbating or magnifying some of the, you know, just natural outcomes, having intense emotional reactions, big anger, frustration, happy one minute, crying the next, like all of those things 
That's just, you know, baseline normal. How they handle it and whether or not it gets bigger or smaller will largely be determined by our approach and how informed and calm we help them be by understanding that this is normal, healthy, um, these are normal, healthy changes. I love it. Uh, I want to dive in before we get out of here because I want to go to the nitty gritty on this one. Uh, In this email, there was, there were some big, big, big topics thrown out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Feelings doesn't know how to, uh, hits her, hits her brother. Yeah. uh, And when she has these emotions. Yeah. Uh, the emotion also brings in, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. Like I said, worst thing you ever, ever want to hear your kids say, but the chances are they may vocal that, vocalize that at some point. Yeah. Uh, and it's a nightmare. With that said, uh, also talking about at the very end, she says, is this bipolar behavior? Is yes. it something bigger than I think? Yeah. For everyone listening right now that's dealing with exactly all of those mm-hmm. things, they're like, yes, yes, check mark, check mark. Mm-hmm. Anaya. Address those. Okay, things. so so first and foremost, it's really important to I I think I mean this none of this behavior honestly as as extreme as it may sound none of it in my opinion is in the realm of like oh yeah no no there's a much bigger problem here it is all can you give me an example just in case yeah that would be in the realm of a bigger problem okay so first of all in terms of the depression question um, depression is usually like even on the table as as, as being a, a cons- like considered possibility is like at least two weeks straight of daily sadness, crying, doesn't want to get out of bed, et cetera, et cetera. It is not the, you know, oh, she was, you know, really kind of sad for, you know, a couple of days or a few hours. And then all of a sudden she was happy, like, which I think is what leads people. And I have girls come into my office saying, I think I might be bipolar. And my first question to them is, do you track your cycle? And then they look at me like I'm crazy. And the minute I pull out my little chart and I show them how to track the movement of their hormones throughout you know, eventually it becomes a regular, you know, ish 26 to 32 ish day cycle. But in the beginning it is irregular, which further feeds this idea that this is all just randomly happening to me. So I must be crazy. So we need to, first of all, really make sure that our understanding is dialed in as parents. Then our comfort as parents is dialed in because there's no point. We will only do more damage as parents if we attempt to have a conversation that we don't have the comfort around and that we don't, we're not able to put the appropriate enthusiasm around for lack of a better way of putting it, right? Because they, our kids are going to read our energy, no matter what words are coming out of our face. If our energy, if our facial expression is, I'm scared, um, I'm, I'm really uncomfortable. I feel ashamed. My own adolescent stuff and feeling ridiculous about my own body is making its way to any of those things need to be dealt with before you tackle this yourself. If you are starting to see if your child is like suddenly not getting out, not wanting to get out of bed or is crying and is excessively sad for at least, you know, two weeks, let's say two weeks, then you need, absolutely need. To, I just wanted to you to address that, that because I know I know that if I was listening to this right now, I would say, okay, I want to know worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. I think you nailed worst case scenario when you need to get more help, help than what what you're saying might be just general emotions. Okay, exactly. Now jump into. All right, we've talked about. I you know, hey, I wish I would have talked about this earlier, but check it out. The plane's already taken off. Yeah. Now what do I do? Yeah. She's. You know, my daughter is unfortunately, you know, getting upset and hitting herself yeah. in the face saying, I'm going to kill myself. This yeah. boom, boom, kind of all yeah. over the place. Where do you go from well, here? Well, you know, honestly, so so the other thing that I would say is if you find as a parent that you're already in it and you're really, you know, 
it took a long time, for example, for me to heal my relationship with my mother because it was such a gnarly time for me. And they were like, I, I'm sure I said some really awful, memorable things, especially to her as the recipient. And that does damage. And so if as a parent, you're like, I'm already in it. There's already stuff that's gone down. I just feel like I don't know how to address this constructively. I would, if you have the resources, I would absolutely seek the help of a professional in the sense of like, find a life coach like myself, find a a parenting coach, find um, a therapist that even if you can get your child like a, a good basis, you know, like have a therapist working with your child for the, for the, you know, three to six months or something just to better help them understand and give them some tools for how to navigate those, that big emotional. I, lo- I love that suggestion. But the first thing that goes through my mind is I'm on the other end of this listening going, okay, cool. How am I getting the therapist? Right. I'm just trying to pay the bills. So the cheaper I'm version. Trying to go, or, I'm trying to get, you know, I'm trying to get us to and from school and work. Yeah. Anea, I love that idea. And I'd love to hang with you and I can't. Yeah. Give me some give me some tools right yes. now. Okay. So um the 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 simplest and the cheapest one of the cheapest tools is gonna be, honestly, and this I'm terrible at plugging my book, but there is an entire chapter dedicated specifically if you have daughters to exactly what's going on in their body, what what some of the their reactions are going to be, and how you very specific action steps that you can take as a parent. The first thing besides making sure you're informed, making sure they're informed, or that you get them informed in a calm, celebratory, positive, like, here's what's going on, and I know this is difficult, focus, you can feel free to be like, I remember going through this, and it was not easy. That degree of compassion is going to be really helpful, and it's going to help with the connection, and it's going to help to disarm those big feelings they have of like, you don't understand, like as if they're just the only one in the world, because that's what it feels like that are having these intense feelings. Um, It's important that you ensure that they know what is going on with their bodies. There are several really amazing books out there. The American Girl books are tremendous in terms of just providing basics about about your body. I can also absolutely put on on the website or on Facebook or whatever some additional suggestions. As parents, I would highly recommend you get a book. If you are a parent of a girl, there's a book called Seven Sacred Rights of Menarche, M-E-N-A-R-C-H-E, Menarche, which is first period. And it is a beautiful book that talks about the spiritual, emotional, intellectual changes and how we as parents can support them. It's one of my the books I recommend most to parents of girls. Um, and if you have boys, um, I am I am I have less expertise in that area. Boys, uh, big emotional reactions te- tend to be less common than than with girls, but boys also absolutely need support. So um, I would I can also put some recommendations of books that focus on boys' development. I'm going to make one suggestion yeah. right there. Uh, I think it's just the easiest way for for that those to, recommendations you're talking about is just make it really really simple. Everybody, just email radparenting at gmail dot com, mm-hmm. and Anaya will email you the list the of list those of, because of you're going to get them way quicker yeah. than because it, it's just Anaya and I sitting in this room to update the Facebook page with that. Right. It's, it, I just don't want to. I'm not going to lie to everyone. Yeah, we're going to get that turned around right away. It's hard enough getting the tuna noodle casserole recipe up there for yeah, you. Yeah, so and I'll do my part on this too to help, yeah. help make it happen. But yes, if you feel like you 
we need this right away. Email us, and you'll get it right away. Great. If 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 uh, otherwise, you're probably wait, waiting a week or so before we pop these up. Um, and then, but it's really important. I think you'll you'll a lot of us you will find the natural way to deal with your child if you put this into perspective. They're already afraid. It's important that as parents, we're not running that same fear. And the way to address that is to quell our own fears and our discomfort with the situation by making sure that we're informed, we understand where the behavior is coming from, we don't take it personally. Because the minute that we take their behavior personally, we are going to react back and that just creates this explosive bunch of energy that's only going to make things worse. I tell Karen that all the time. I tell Karen all the time, honey, you you wouldn't get mad if you went into a bar mm-hmm. and some drunk was sitting at yeah. the end and said, hey, what's up, big nose, tall woman? Yeah. yeah. You'd be like, God, that guy's had a few too many. Get yes, out of my face. Exactly. I feel that is puberty. Yeah. I feel that's adolescence. Like yeah. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna write, like I wanna make a shirt like that says under the influence of adolescence, yes. leave me alone. Like it's it's crazy because sometimes, at least in our household, the 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 things that are said uh, between you know the kids and us and when we were going through that journey with my daughter and and I always say this and I don't know if it's the right term it's it's like she's thought out she's now she's mm. a human being yes again. yes but there was a moment in time where things were being said and emotions yeah. were happening in the house I thought I thought seriously. This is the end. Yeah. This is the end. It's going to end right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then my neighbor next door who has three daughters, she's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, do you ever hear us yelling? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, does that bother you? He's like, what are you talking about? You missed it when I was doing that and what was going on here before you guys moved in. Yeah. So with all of that said, I would share as a father to everyone right now, all of your information, Anaya, what I took from it today was – is, is that if you can have these conversations about, hey, kind of want to let you know, you're going, you're about to get on a roller coaster. You know, when you're waiting in line to get on the roller coaster and your kid's like, is this going to be fun? You're like, it's going to be fun, but it's going to be a little scary and it's going to be a little sketchy. And I want you to know, I'm going to be on the ride with you. And there's going to be times where you're going to black out and you don't even know what's going on, but I'm here for you. And also as a parent, it's those moments where you go, this person is saying and doing crazy things and I cannot take it a personal, I cannot hit that hard enough with everyone listening. Do not take it personal. And it is so hard because you know what not taking it personal means? Not letting those triggers fire up in our bodies that we've all talked about. Yeah. And and, and to to be clear, not taking it personal does not mean not holding our kids accountable. Oh, no, no. Right? It just, no, no, just so everybody understands that. so, So it's really not taking it personal is the internal stuff. It's as a parent going... I know where this is coming from. The drunk analogy is so perfect. Like he or she is drunk on hormones right now. They're out of their freaking mind. Their brain's dealing I with need something to let they've them never know. dealt with before. Yes, exactly. So I need to let them know, A, this is not acceptable to me, or this is hurtful to me, or I'm not going to engage in a conversation until they calm down. But, but we have an understanding. We're not taking it personally and having big angry reactions that are only going to further fuel and isolate our child. That's throwing gasoline on a fire. Yeah. And also I feel the last thing I'll just say is Mm -hmm. going into that toolbox and all of those examples you use. Hey, sorry, not going to let you talk to me that way. Yeah. Hey, sorry. You know what? I'm going to have to take a walk right now. I'm not engaging in this behavior. I can't believe you. Yeah. Well, you know what? You can yell to the house alone right now. 
because I'm going outside. Yeah. And you know what? And then I've done it. I didn't know about that until we started doing rad parenting. But uh, yeah, the neighbors have probably seen, wow, Joseph takes a lot of walks. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes. You know and saying? encouraging them to do the same. Like, Absolutely. I understand what you're feeling right now, and you, we need to find a more productive way for you to deal with this. So wow. go have some time in your room, maybe go for a walk, help to help them to develop skills for dealing with those big feelings and, and take responsibility. Hey, uh, once again, if you want those books and those ideas and other resources that you can check out, just email radparenting at gmail.com. Let Anaya know what you're looking for. She'll put that together. I can even cut and paste and get it to you yeah. as well. Uh, continue the text coming in too. Text uh, the word uh, parenting to 313131. Uh, Anaya? And we want to, again, we've already got responses from our last episode. I want to, again, say any of you out there who are potentially interested in being part of a beta parent group um, for an online platform that we are currently creating um, with the work that I do in the world, um, we would love to have at least half of those from our Rad Parenting community. So if you are interested in doing what will be essentially a free six-week uh, class with me online, um, uh, and there will just be, you know, there will be some things for you to do in terms of uh, homework and and uh, staying connected and accountable. But other than that, it will be absolutely free and we'd love to have you join us. So just shoot us an email at radparenting at gmail.com. Let me know that you're interested. Great. And uh, before we get out of here, uh, I've said it before, you know why this was a great episode? Why? You know why? Uh, listener email? No. Why? That was pretty awesome too. I didn't talk a lot. Oh, I nailed it today. I would never say that. No, no, I'm saying, no, when I say I didn't talk a lot, I mean like you were throwing down some information. You were throwing down some knowledge. Well, I'm, I hope it's helpful. And I think I nailed it as your co-host. You did. You did. Your analogies were amazing. My analogies are awesome. They are. When you've only read Thrasher Magazine and Surfer, you got to dig deep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Bo. And we're out of here. Late. Late.